Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Colossians 3, starting at verse 12, and I'll be reading out of the Common English Bible. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other, and if someone has a complaint against every, anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. And over all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The peace of Christ must control your hearts, a peace into which you were called in one body, and be thankful people. The word of Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you here. And even those of you who I can't see, it, I'm glad you're here. My name is Steve Hyduke. I'm a pastor here at Ovilla United Methodist Church. And on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, the final Sunday before Thanksgiving, because I guess all of them before now were the Sundays before Thanksgiving. Um, and next Sunday is just the Sunday before the next Thanksgiving. So, um, but for today, I want to talk about pie. Because I think Thanksgiving is all about pie. I'm, I am a Thanksgiving pie guy. Honestly, over the rest of the year, I'm more of a cake guy than a pie guy. But it's Thanksgiving. Cake, cake is all right, but, but it's got to be pie. And pie especially now because you might on Thanksgiving think of, of something like a turkey. But, you know, turkey sales are way down this year for Thanksgiving. And that's because turkeys are bred to be at their largest, like right now or a week before now, so that they're big enough for these extended family gatherings that we all have for Thanksgiving in other years. So, as this time of year approached, and most of us, many of us are getting more and more aware, there's not going to be a big family gathering at my house. I don't need a 16-pound bird, so we're not buying turkeys. As it turns out, the turkeys that would be appropriately sized for us to eat in our smaller groups this week were about the right size in July. But who thinks of turkey in July? Which leaves us, now, if you like turkey like I do, and nobody else in your house is very keen on it, like in my house, it doesn't matter how big the bird, because turkey leftovers are almost as good as turkey at the table but one thing that turkey would have left us wondering this year was what are we gonna do with all this turkey which leaves us in this really odd point of oftentimes at thanksgiving we're thankful for just having had enough and if turkey were the thing it'd be like there's way more than enough here which does kind of remind us of i think kennedy's first pre-thanksgiving Thanksgiving preparatory kids message that said that it's easier to be thankful if we think about what we have than if we think about what we don't have. So would you all repeat that with me? Even you who are streaming this thing right now or Tuesday, say this with me. It's easier to be thankful when you think about what you have 
than what you think when you think about what you don't have. Thanks for not stuttering over that the way I did when you were repeating after me. So um, I, I want to invite us to think about pie because I want to leave whether there's enough turkey or too much turkey off to the side because there's going to be enough pie at your house, right? Because there's always enough pie. There's not too much pie. So you're not left in that quandary of is there enough or is there too much? Just imagine the pie. Are you there? Now, this may or may not be your favorite kind of pie. I did several polls this last week, and I think the overwhelming majority of people prefer pecan pie over any other kind of pie. But even if you're a pecan pie, and I thought about doing a follow-up survey, do you say pecan or pecan? Okay, apparently everybody in the room says pecan. How about you on Facebook? How do you say it? Type it into the comments there. Tell us how you say pecan, because obviously the right way is pecan. Anyway, um, even if pecan pie is your favorite, would you at least agree with me that the most thanksgiving of the pies is pumpkin? Come on now. Yes, all right. So that's, that's to be clear, that's even you pecan prefers, right? The most thanksgiving pie is pumpkin, right? So, I have to tell you this about pumpkin pie, beloved congregation, internet surfers from everywhere, pumpkin pie is a lie. Pumpkin pie is a lie. It's a downright dirty, stinking liar because... Unless you make your own pumpkin pie from a pumpkin that you have, it's a lie. Because that stuff that they sell in cans that are marked 100% pumpkin, there's no pumpkin in there at all. It is 100% Dickinson's squash, which apparently grows a better yield and um, is taste-wise indistinguishable by most of us, apparently, from pumpkin pie, and the FDA is really foggy on what you're allowed to call pumpkin. Apparently, if it's a golden-fleshed squash, you can call it pumpkin. So the pumpkin that you buy in the can for your pumpkin pie, which is the most thanksgiving pie of all of them, is not actually pumpkin. And if right about now you're getting all riled up with that, I can't believe the government has done this to us because that's kind of an easy feeling to have these days, I want you to know this. The pumpkin that you've been buying in a can has not been pumpkin since 1957. And I hope I didn't just ruin your Thanksgiving because it'll still taste as good as all those memories that you can taste right now. I mean, smell and taste, it's like the strongest memory you have. So I've talked enough about pumpkin pie. You can smell it, can't you? You can taste it. You can feel the, the consistency of it, which I know some of you are saying that's why I like pecan pie better, but, but you can imagine that pumpkin pie right now. And I, wait for it, 
I squashed it, didn't I? You're welcome. I got one clap. That is the best response for somebody who lives on dad jokes. So at the risk of having actually ruined your Thanksgiving, I want to make it up to you by using that very experience to help make this an even better Thanksgiving for you. Because, let's face it, this year is not a Thanksgiving like we've ever known before. Would you agree? This year, we have more different things all kind of coming at us right now that you might actually be thinking at this moment. Preacher, it is hard enough to think about Thanksgiving right now anyway, and now you took pumpkin pie away? I mean, we've got this thing now called pandemic fatigue, right? Because a pandemic itself isn't bad enough. We have to have pandemic fatigue, which means we are so tired of pandemic. Even those of us who have not been hit really, really close personally by the pandemic and its extreme effects for some people, we're just tired of it. Because not only do we have to wear a mask, now you're telling us we've got to wear it over all the holes that we breathe in and out of? What? And most of us, even if nobody really close has suffered terribly, we know that people are hurting. We know that, that millions of people have lost their jobs and an awful lot of them have not gotten them back. We know that families have moved in together because people are, get, are, are unable to pay for their own housing and so you consolidate again. And the more family we have living under one roof, the more challenge there is for, let's say, um, discord. And there are people out of work, so there's people facing financial challenges. And we're a nation that tends to live right on the edge of financial challenge when times are good. So it's really hard right now. And I'm trying to pull the pumpkin pie out from under your feet too? No. Because the deal is, in the midst of all this uncertainty, I want to offer you joy. I want you to experience joy for Thanksgiving. And I don't want to go for some, you know, halfway joy. I want to go for some joy that, that I've really honestly spent a lot of my life pursuing, as in, let's have the kind of joy that pretends all that bad stuff and negative stuff and hurt isn't there. We'll just shove it aside, press it down, and laugh or smile or tell happy stories and pretend all that stuff isn't there. That's not the kind of joy I want you to have this year for Thanksgiving because there's enough challenges out there for us. We don't need any of this fake stuff. We need real joy. And the way you get real joy is by being thankful. There's a social work researcher named Brene Brown who's done years of studies and she says that she thought going into her studies that it was joy that makes you thankful. And she's learned with thousands of pieces of evidence and hundreds or thousands of interviews that it's not joy that makes you thankful. It's being thankful that gives you joy. I want to say that again to make sure everybody's got it, especially this year. It is not joy that makes you able to be thankful. It is being thankful that helps us feel joy. And this year, we don't need the kind of joy that is just pretending everything's okay. 
This year we need the kind of joy that comes from really, really deep thankfulness and gratitude. And the only way we get that kind of joy and that kind of um, thankfulness is by expressing our thanks. We have to actually express specific things for which we're thankful. So, if you don't practice between now and Thursday, on Thursday, when you eat that piece of pie, whether it's pumpkin or not, with every bite of pie you take, I want to invite you, as that pie is coming into your mouth, and I wonder, do you, you cut the pie with a fork, because you don't eat pie with a spoon, do you? Pie with a fork. And you, you cut it with a fork, then do you stab it with a fork to put it in your mouth, or do you scoop underneath the piece of pie? Stab, slide. We're all over the place, folks. And that's okay. So when you get the piece of pie on your fork, before you put it in your mouth, think, and if, you're, if you have the kind of family, say it out loud, something you're thankful for with every single bite. Because to really experience the kind of joy that we need to have to get us through this year, we have to practice thankfulness. And this is the kind of joy, again, that isn't, isn't shove all that negative stuff under the rug, press it down inside your soul to pretend it's all going to be okay. This is the kind of joy um, that I'm reminded that, uh, that we see when people like Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama get together. You've heard of them, right? So Desmond Tutu, uh, a, a black African Anglican archbishop of South Africa who was a spiritual leader for that country for years when the people in charge of that country didn't even recognize him as human. And he's lived through all of those really challenging and difficult times. And he and the Dalai Lama, who didn't have a country the size of South Africa after him, the Dalai Lama has China wanting to get rid of him. So the most populated nation on the planet hates this guy. And these two guys get together, and all the anguish and all the pain and all the hurt and all the suffering they've seen, when they get together, they giggle because they have so much joy, not because they've learned to pretend that none of that stuff happened, but because they've seen on the other side of all that negative and all that hurt and all that suffering, by expressing thankfulness, they can find joy. So with each bite of pie express thankfulness and if it hadn't got you out of a if it hasn't got you to any joy after one piece of pie your preacher authorizes you to have a second piece of pie and here's the reason for that we don't practice thankfulness to get to a certain level of goodness at it i know this is the kind of thing that i hear sometimes in in when i'm in in group meetings and and someone needs to offer a prayer and of course, there's a preacher in the room, so that's the default prayer, right? But I really, really appreciate, I, I never mind praying for a group, but I really appreciate the groups or committees or whatever, where it's not assumed, oh, the preacher has to do the praying. Everybody in the room can pray. And it's not that, oh, but preacher, your prayers sound better. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Maybe I've had more practice praying in public, but whenever I hear that or think that, I'm reminded that I think it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer that said that the more people hear your prayers, the less God hears them. So I try 
to let that influence the way I pray, even aloud. But the way you get better at praying is by praying. The way you get better at being thankful is by expressing thanks. So it reminds me of this high school art class one time where this, this art teacher divided the class into two groups and they were throwing pottery for this um, six weeks period. And one of the groups, one of the two groups was to be graded. The teacher told them, you're graded on how many pieces of pottery you produce in six weeks. The other half of the group was to be graded only on the quality of their single best produced piece of art. So this group's rated entirely on quantity, and this group's rated entirely on quality. It was interesting to find out that not only did the quantity produce more, but the quality was higher on the quantity side than on the quality side because, and you can imagine this, every time something went wrong with one of these pieces on the quality side, they'd stop and, and start from scratch. Whereas this side was just worried about make an entire piece of pottery and then move on to the next one. And the more pieces of pottery you make, the better you get at it. The more often you express thanks, the better you get at it. And the more we express thanks, the closer we come to joy. And it is pie time we experience some joy. 